0: brother and sister Cubsted with us. As always, we enjoy them being with us and he's ministered here several, several times. I think maybe this is, the, is this the first time in this building. First time in this building. So it's been a little while since they've been with us, but we're honored to have them with us this morning. We want them to come and take their liberty, open their heart and the word of the Lord this morning. We appreciate Brother and Sister Cubstead so very much I know Brother and Sister Anderson are always happy To have their daughter home And uh, Sister Cheryl And Brother Danny are always glad to have Family in town and we're glad To have family in town so we're glad To have the Cubsteds. would you make them feel Very welcome as he comes To preach his heart to us this morning We love you sir
1: Let's give it to the Lord today Hallelujah He is good. Matter of fact, he's so good that there's hope because of him. There's not been one person that's ever gone too far or stayed too long that there was not fresh mercy. I'm so thankful today for the mercies of God, the grace of God that unites us together, connects us to the throne of God. Beyond the material things that we sing, He is good, He is good, He is good, the protecting hand of the Lord, the provisional power of God. But when I think about the eternal side of God and I think about what He has done for me already that is permanent. He laid Himself upon a cross. He willingly allowed the nails to be put in His hands and His feet. And He said, I will take your place and die in your stead. So therefore, He has given me a second chance. I have come to tell somebody today that He is the God of second chances. Stop letting the devil beat you up Stop letting him intimidate you. Stop letting him humiliate you. We all have a past. But that's history. My past is not my destination. It's only my history. My future is my destiny. And today is a new day of mercies. And you can leave here covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Can we clap our hands one more time? Thank you, Lord, for being good to me, for dying in my place, and given me the second chance at new mercies today. Hallelujah. It is an honor to pre- privilege to be here today with such great, wonderful people. Brother and Sister Jordan, God bless you, First Lady and Pastor, who have done such a tremendous job. I want to just say, wow, you come a long way, baby. I was standing there and I was watching and I was listening and the sound and everything and I thought wow this has been a vision for quite some time and I'm so thankful that the barns and the sheds are down and thank God there is a church established for the glory of God we give honor to the Um uh, he got a good thing 20 years ago Sister Cheryl we love you you're my sis that I never had praise God she was just 3 years old when I married into the family so she don't know life without me she probably wishes she did. Praise God. I give honor to my wife. Always glad to have my wife by my side. If you have your Bibles today, I feel like the Lord has spoken a word from, to my heart for this service today. First Kings chapter 21, verse 1 through 3. And it came to pass that after these things, that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spoke unto Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard. that I may have it for a garden of herbs because it's near to my house and I will give it for a better vineyard. Then that's foolish. Why would you want exchange a better vineyard for another vineyard? It is so easy how the lie of deception creeps into uh, the equation of a deal. I am not knocking salesmen, but they will tell you and promise you the world. As much as they feel like they can promise you to get you to take the deal. He said, I will give it a better vineyard. Or if it seem good to you, I will give thee the worth of it in money. Naboth said to Ahab, let me pray about it. Let me think about it. Because it's really not that valuable to me. Verse 3 said and Naboth said to Ahab the Lord forbid it me that I should give my inheritance of my fathers unto you. I want to preach for just a few moments. That it's time that people stand up and tell the devil, no deal. I would say deal or no deal, but I'm just going to say no deal. I thought I'd get a few chuckles somewhere out there. You need to just open your mouth today and you need to let your voice resound to the devil and tell him no deal. It doesn't matter if you paid it It doesn't matter if you invested in it or not. Somebody did. And that somebody dates all the way back to Calvary. At an old rugged cross. Where he bore my guilt and my shame and took away my condemnation and gave me the life of second chance. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight, today, that you would allow the word of the Lord to be spoken in our presence. We feed off of it, Lord. We need you. I pray today that you would anoint us as the word of the Lord is already anointed, I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom that we may declare what thus saith the word of the Lord. I pray today, God, that you would let every heart respond, let every ear hear. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. No deal. God bless you. you may be seated in the name of of the Lord Jesus. Naboth had a vineyard or he had a garden. This garden was not just an ordinary garden. It was not just a plowed up field, but it had been handed down from one generation to the next generation for years and years. This garden was Naboth by inheritance. He didn't personally purchase the vineyard, but it was handed to him by somebody else's purchase. And so one day, as King Ahab, whom was the evil king that was married to, everybody knows, Miss Jezebel, was looking out. At his window and he noticed the garden of Naboth. And so he begins to conjure up in a way that he can somehow approach Naboth. And that he could somehow another purchase or steal or take away Naboth's vineyard. Have you ever stopped to think about that a thief Does not go through neighborhoods. Casing. Houses. That are empty. Broken down. And that are desolate. They look for things. That has value in its surroundings. And they want to go and break in. To steal things that are of value. Let me just say to you right here that the devil will never want you if you were not valuable. He would not ever want to steal the Holy Ghost from you if it was not valuable. He would not like to bother you if you were not valuable. I've heard it said over many times. The devil is really working on me over time. That's a good sign. To let you know that you are not just junk that you are priceless you are of the most value and that that's the reason why that the devil wants you if you're not on the radar of the devil you need to be praying You need to be fasting. You need to be worshiping. You need to do more into the kingdom of God. Put more investment in it. Because you cannot make a deposit except you first. Or make a withdrawal except you make a first deposit. It's not an all gimme, 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 gimme relationship. I know he purchased it. I know that he gave us a second chance. Naboth wanted, or Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard. It was something there. If you think that Ahab didn't know the history of the vineyard, it was beside the palace. I believe he's known the history of. The vineyard for years, Lay I say to you that the devil just didn't wake up this morning and see the heritage and your inheritance and say, wow, how have I missed that? He has known that this church is a blood-bought church for eons of time. He has known the inheritance of the people of God that it became we become heirs join heirs with him he engrafted us whenever the original people turned their backs he allowed the Gentiles to come in and be engrafted in I am so thankful that we are able to have the same Gift that he purchased for his apple of his eye. I'm thankful that we can become that born again Jew and engrafted in Jew, even though it might have been just for the Jews. But I'm thankful that for one time they turned their backs on God and he says, I'm gonna have a people, I'm gonna have a church, somebody's gonna praise me, somebody's gonna serve me. I'm going to give somebody the opportunity to love me because of what I did for them. So here it is. Ahab starts conjuring up the idea that, you know, I'm going to give you a better vineyard than this vineyard. Who in the right mind? Would have exchanged something better for something less. If the devil ever whispers in your ear and tells you, you know, really what you got, it's not really that valuable. Let me offer you something better. I sit at a Bible study open forum men's meeting a couple of weeks ago, and as I was sitting there, it was the person that was doing the class. It was one of the small group sales in a church on an off night, and so I was sitting there listening, and this was a man that had came from addictions of drugs and pornography, and he was talking on the, the lifestyle of addictions and pornography. And I just sit there and I was taking it in. And as he was very open and transparent with the life of a drug abuser and a, an addicted person on pornography. I sat there and I'll be honest with you, I was so grieved in my heart. I was not happy. I was not getting excited. He did not give me one reason to get excited about walking away from this wonderful inheritance to go to that which he is telling me about. I'll be honest with you. When he got through, I said, if you tried to sell me on the idea that drugs and pornography is the good thing, you utterly failed because I'm telling you the devil if he whispers in your ear that you don't need God and you don't need the church and you don't need prayer and you don't need a relationship with God telling you that my friend it's all because that that what he's telling you to give up is greater than what he will offer you No deal, devil. I don't know about you, but I've never walked the soles of my shoes out and put cardboard in them to preach the gospel. I've never come to the point of almost being a martyr for this wonderful gospel. Saw on Facebook, I believe it was yesterday, one of the foreign pastors, how true it is. I'm not here to debate that because Facebook news can be fake news. Just good input there. But this foreign pastor said he had just got through preaching to a thousand people about the love of God and they came and took him and beheaded him. I don't know how true that is, but I can tell you friend the devil don't want you to be who you are and who you can become through the wonderful blood of Jesus Christ. He don't want you to walk away from the sins of your life. He don't want you To lay down all of the things that the devil has deceived you in, that it's really good. If it's so good, why do people keep getting deeper into it and keep trying more and more because of less satisfaction? I went and talked to what took a drug. not a dealer, but a drug drug user addiction, he came to my trailer several years ago and knocked on my door. And he said, Brother did. he said, have you got a few moments? We were scheduled to go preach at another church. It was on an off night at their church. And I said, well, I said, I got a few minutes. What is it? He said, I was wondering if you could go help me clean my house. I thought, clean your house man get your wife that's what you need you don't need an evangelist to go clean your house I'm not in the business of doing dusting and mopping and cleaning commodes for people in the church my mind was running away like that and so he said "Uh, let me explain myself I just got some things in my house that I feel like that has some kind of spiritual uh, detachment that I need to get it out of my house and so I said well let's go and when I went there we went in there and there was all kinds of drugs and all kinds of paraphernalia all kinds of liquor and whiskey and white lightning I've never seen such stuff in my life I was just caught up in the moment and I was praying over that house I walked in and I prayed the blood of Jesus over it. and I didn't even realize How how dangerous this was for me. Because we were putting it in a black bag. And I says, now what are we going to do with it? He says, we're going and throwing it over the bridge into the river. And I says, good deal. Let's go. I'm just ramped up, hyped up, ready to go get rid of it. And we done prayed over it, done cursed the root of it. Source of it, the supply of it, the desire of it, and all this. And by the way, he's still living for God. But I never dreamed in my life that I would be driving with drugs in between me and wonder if we got pulled over. Pentecostal evangelist gets arrested with paraphernalia and drugs in possession with the intent to sell. And by the way, when we got to the river, he threw it over and there were some fishermen. I said, dear God, let it sink. I don't want somebody else getting the bag. But if you could have heard his testimony, he would have told you the reason why that you go and you keep going and you keep going. He says, because that first shot or that first take, it gives you a high But the second shot doesn't seem to suffice so you go to a a little deeper and then that helps you and then it carries you to the next level and the next level. No wonder you see pictures of beautiful young people that has all their teeth and they don't have no marks on their face. They could win a beauty pageant. If you want to know if the devil's going to offer you something better, you need to take a look around the world. There are people's lives that are being destroyed that didn't have the audacity to tell the devil, no deal. I'm not going to sell the opportunity to be free from the bondage of sin and guilt and shame but somebody in this service today needs to tell the devil that's been approaching you on daily basis and you need to tell him once and for all no deal no deal Because the devil will never offer you something better. Why does he want you? Because you're better for him than what he has for you. I don't know what time we're supposed to shut down, but y'all got a lot to do in a long ways and a short time to get there, so I'm going to try to close. God, help us Naboth. Whenever Ahab approached Naboth, give me your vineyard. Naboth said, the Lord forbid me to give mine inheritance to you. You know why the Lord forbid it? Because it wasn't Naboth's. The God of second chances is not for me. I had nothing to do with it. I am a recipient because of the mercies of God. Because of the grace that is sufficient. I am so thankful that I have his grace and mercy, Brother Blackman, that follows me all the days of my life. There was this mother that had a little boy starting school in the first grade. And it was just a block down the road from the sidewalk from her house to the school. And the little boy wanted to walk to school. And she says, you know, I, I, I don't want you walking to school by yourself. She, he says, Mom, I don't want you walking to school with me. He says, I'm a big boy now. And so he, she said to the little boy, she says, okay, that's uh, all right. I, I won't walk. Her neighbor next door walked every morning, her and her friend. And she says, I'll get them to kind of follow loose behind them in their morning walk and keep an eye on my boy. And he'll never know it. And so she agreed. The neighbor did. And a few mornings going to school, the little boy uh, was walking down the sidewalk with his buddies. And his buddies said, hey, did you know for the last several mornings since we started school that there's two women that's been following us? He said, yeah. He said, do you know who they are? He says, absolutely. He said, they're Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy. Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy. How do you know that? Have you ever met them? Nope. Well, how do you know that's Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy said, because simply my mama prays every day and tells me that Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy will follow me all the days of my life. So that's got to be who they are. Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy. I want to tell you, friend, I don't really deserve to have Miss Shirley Goodness and Miss Marcy following me. But oh, they're there. It's not for me to make the decision. I just say, you know what? I can't sell something that I didn't buy. I can't give something away that's not mine. It is just given to me. It's loaned to me from Calvary. It's been given to me with a purchase. that. Somebody else's blood, somebody else's passion, somebody else's desire to see me have life. I can't throw away something that's not mine, I can't sell something that's not mine. Don't walk away from your garden. You gotta understand the value of that garden because the garden, there's two things. There is growth that takes place in that garden, and where there's growth, there's life and if you don't have growth and you don't have life in that garden you don't have a garden you have a graveyard so I'm just going to tell you the reason why that you have to keep your garden is because you're going to continue to grow and you will always be sustained by life if you have and maintain and keep your garden I don't know how y'all feel about it, but my family is my garden. My daughter is my garden. My son-in-law is my garden. My two grandsons is my garden. And how dare the devil to even try to pop his ideas up, to get in and to take away my garden. I plead the blood over my garden every day. I Pray against the powers of hell over my garden every day. It's my garden. It's my children. It's my grandchildren. I refuse to let the devil steal, kill, and destroy my garden. God, help us. You got to understand that what God has given you has access to full potential. The Bible says that Naboth's vineyard was laden on the banks of Jezreel, the river. And from that river was all kinds of fish and well-sprung water, and it kept itself nurtured and growth. By the banks of the Jezreel River. Let me just inform you that if you keep your garden where it is, by the banks of the Jezreel, I promise you that you'll never go hungry, you'll never go thirsty, you'll never lack. I can't promise you if you accept the deal of the devil today and you walk out these doors. And you walk into uncharted territories, I cannot promise you anything. But I can promise you, in closing this morning, that if you would stand and say to the devil, No deal, I'm not about to sell out, I'm not going to give my opportunity of being saved in exchange for such tragedy. Don't do that. There was a man by the name of Jesus that went and said, I will give you life and I will give it to you more. Wonderful thing about this wonderful salvation is that I've just really hadn't even started living yet. Pastor Jordan, I think I'm right. The reason why I said that, I don't think I've even started living because he said that this would just be a taste of your inheritance. It's just going to be a down payment. But when move-in day comes, you'll get the full inheritance. I even love just living on the down payment. You folks don't realize it how many times that God yanks a vehicle out of your path where the devil had intentions. But you see, God's plan always trumps Satan's intentions. Don't walk out of this building this morning without making a verbal, spiritual, conscious decision to tell the devil, no deal. Can we stand? yes, 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 every day. It's in the news where men are failing, preachers committing suicide. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the reason why. because you've got to understand that everybody has to have that time in the garden because it was Jesus himself that found himself alone in his garden. Father, I really don't want to go. I really don't want to go to Calvary. Do you have a plan, second plan? But nevertheless, God, not my will, but thy will be done. And if it's meant for me to go to Calvary, then so be it. You see, it's in that garden to where you keep yourself under subjection because there's growth and life in that garden. Stay in the garden. Don't let the devil buy it from you and offer you a life of tragedy. I want to open this altar on this Sunday morning Jesus willingly went to Calvary. There's not a person that's ever gone too far or stayed too long that his mercies is not renewed. I don't care what the devil has told you today, you may have come here with all kinds of hang ups. Past memories, but today I want to give you an opportunity to come and lay them at the foot of the cross and just leave them there. If you're tired of bearing that burden, would you step out? Would you come? I promise you. Somebody needs to tell the devil that's been talking Tell him no deal No deal No deal You're not going to steal my inheritance You're not going to take away The only thing that's going to give me life Would you come? Come spend a few moments in prayer. I give it all to you, Jesus. Withholding nothing. God, I'm going to give it to you right
0: now. Oh,
1: he'll take it right now. Lay it at the cross. Lay it at the cross. Hallelujah. I, to, I to you holding nothing holding nothing I surrender to you Jesus Come on, he's the God of second chances. Yes, sing it.